Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Greetings, programs, and welcome to a live episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. And I am award-winning comedy writer, <laughs> Wally Phelps. <laughs> also and the official fact checker of the Nerd yeah. Cave Retro Show. So what we do on the Nerd Cave Retro Show, which you can find at Nerd Cave Retro on Twitter and Instagram and NerdCaveRetro.com. Every week, me and Derek sit down and we talk about retro gaming news, reviews, and we uh, and vid- talk about video game history. And what we're going to be doing for this panel is we're just going to be talking about Super Mario Brothers and basically the impact that Mario has had on the gaming industry for the past... 40 years. Well, the funny thing is, because we were trying to come up with what we were going to talk about for this panel, and I realized that in the near four-year history of the show, we have never reviewed the original Mario Brothers game. Yeah, we reviewed part two, part three. Mario Mario World. World. Almost every mainstream Mario game made, except for the original. Yeah, Yeah, even Dr. Dr. Mario, Mario. yeah. Dr. Mario is a great game. It's a great game. (laughs) So, what was your guys' initial introduction to Mario. I mean, I imagine it's probably the original Mario Brothers game, but do you remember your first time ever playing a Mario game? Uh, well, I remember playing the original Mario Brothers game, uh, and uh, I don't know if it was in the arcade. I think it was actually at the grocery store. They had uh, that and Joust in the, the grocery store. Um, that was my first kind of taste of Mario Brothers, but then, of course, um, the Nintendo came out, and I didn't have it for the first couple of years, but somewhere around 1986 or so, I had a friend of mine that lived down the street actually had a Nintendo, and I played Mario, Super Mario Brothers for the first time, and that was a, a life-altering experience when that happened. Right. Uh, I had the same experience. I didn't realize that you also first was introduced to Mario from the original Mario Brothers arcade machine, probably at that same grocery store. Yeah, Del Champs. Del Champs, <laughs> yeah. yes. The former Jitney and yes. current Walmart neighborhood market. Uh, it's uh, The first time I played Super Mario Brothers was Christmas of 1988, I believe, uh, because of, I'm just gonna say this right now, I apparently was not as good as my cousin. <laughs> because he got the action set that came with the power pad and I got the normal set that just came with Mario and Duck Hunt and I've never never forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) For me, so this was early 90s when I was introduced to the original Mario Brothers. So after school, I would go to my aunt's house waiting for my mom to get off work and she had an NES and she had two games. Zelda, which is a discussion for a whole other panel, and then the Mario Duck Hunt uh, combination. And Duck Hunt was a lot of fun too, but I was I was drawn to Mario 
instantly because the gameplay was so simplistic yeah. that you could just dive right in and you, you get the initial concept very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect mix of easy to learn but difficult to master that type of gameplay. And I think Blizzard excels at that too, but mm -hmm. Nintendo does it really well. Right. That Nintendo basically started that. Yeah. Because you look at the uh, legacy of the original Mario Brothers, and I don't know if you guys ever look at YouTube and look at the speed runs that people do for the original Mario Brothers. I mean, there's people that can beat it in less than, like, I think, what's the record now? Like, little under four minutes. Mm -hmm. They can go through the entire game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not the original platforming game, but it was the game that made platforming mainstream, I think. Because the, the first ever platforming game, which is defined by a game in which you have to jump to make it to your goal, was Donkey Kong, which also starred Mario. Jumpman. Uh, Back Jumpman when he was known as Jumpman, yes. Yeah. So uh, he, he was the very first character to ever have to platform, and Super Mario Brothers was definitely a game that we could just jump into, literally and figuratively, and just know instinctively how to play. And I think that you don't get a lot of that nowadays. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I don't know about you guys, and you mentioning the speed run. I still have yet to beat the original Mario Brothers game. Really? I think I've beaten all the other ones. I've beaten two, three Mario World, but no, I've never, never reached the end of the original game. Well, I actually didn't beat it until probably somewhere in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But I had actually defeated part two and three way before I ever finished part one. Yeah. I never finished two. But yeah, I finished two. Two's great. Well, <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, you know, there's a ledge and I didn't know what to do. So I just stopped playing forever. <laughs> well, there's also that debate on whether or not Super Mario Brothers 2 was a good game, which we're we've debated on. Well, not debate because we agree on the same thing, yeah, but we we've we've been mass supporters of that game really since day one of our show because I right. want to say it was one of the early reviews we did. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know if any of you know the story behind Super Mario Brothers 2 is the original Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2 was basically almost the same game as Part One, but it was just the difficulty was jacked up. And Nintendo of America said it was too hard for yeah. American audiences, and American audiences don't want um, you know more of the same. They want something different. So they actually took another game from Japan called Doki Doki Panic, and they basically just reskinned it as Super Mario Brothers Two. Right. And that's what we got in America. Yeah. The whole thing with the whole thing with the second Mario Brothers that only was released in Japan up until the Super Mario All-Stars, yeah. which was Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels. Uh, they actually made that game less than a year after the original Super Mario Brothers came out as a way to sell their add-on device to these Famicom in Japan. And what it did was it added memory so the games could be bigger. And uh, that never came out over here because they actually made it cheaper to make cartridges. So instead of doing the whole song and dance of that, plus the fact that it was so stinking hard, yeah. 
Thus, we got the Super Mario 2 we got. <laughs> but I personally have a lot of love for Super Mario Brothers 2. It was one of the early games. You know, it was one of the few games that me and my mom actually played together. So I got a lot of good memories of me and my mom playing Super Mario Brothers 2 late into the night. And it was one of the few games she would actually play for the Nintendo. <laughs> well, if you think about it, the core concept of platforming is still there. Yeah. And Doki Doki Panic is just... But you get the the... The there attributes to the different characters that started in Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that, you know, Mario's kind of the more all-round character. Luigi can jump really high. The princess can float. You know, Toad's really fast. So you get that's where those character traits started was that game. Right. And I think it's interesting how Super Mario 2 didn't start out as a Super Mario Brothers game, but a lot of the characters in Super Mario Brothers 2 have become staples of the of the actual yeah. series mm -hmm. like shy the shy guy. guys yep. and uh oh Birdo. i can't remember the 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 thing that shot Birdo. Birdo. Yeah, yep. yeah. why couldn't i think Birdo? that's what i just said i'm having a stroke <laughs> you smell toast <laughs> i i just ate toast so yes <laughs> Funny enough, so uh, when I was doing research for this panel, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, when the original Donkey Kong game was created, he wanted to include a, like a trilogy of characters, but he actually wanted to get the license for the Popeye characters, yeah. like Popeye, right. Olive Oil, and um, was it Bruto? Bluto. Bluto. And, but he couldn't get the license, so they came up with the characters of Donkey Kong, Mario, and Pauline. Mm -hmm. And originally it was named Jumpman, but do you guys know what his original name was going to be? It was going to be Mr. Video, because <laughs> he wanted to he wanted good. to include him in every game that he made. <laughs> and it was actually um, Nintendo of America's landlord, who was pestering them for yeah. rent, was named Mario, <laughs> and that's where they got the name from. So who who knew he would be? You know, so iconic like and that. And we never, we never saw Pauline again until Til Mario, Mario Odyssey, Odyssey the, the last Mario game to come out. She's the mayor. Yeah. She's the mayor, yeah. <laughs> New I, Donk City. I know we're jumping ahead to Mario Odyssey, but I, I will say, in, you know, Breath of the Wild came out for the Switch, which I love. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. They agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I tell people there's nothing quite like playing a Mario game. Yeah. Right. During that, the sequence in New Donk City when you're going through the old 2D, like the, the festival, whatever, yeah. I, I had tears in my eyes yeah. because of the music, the old school graphics and everything. Like I felt like I was a five-year-old again at my aunt's house playing the original yeah. game. I love that they, they do not let you know, that legacy die. Like They will right. still throw that old school... You know where Mario came from. And Fifty years from now, they'll still be doing it, yeah. and people will still love it. And, and the game still holds up. Like you know, Super Mario Brothers is probably the original Super Mario Brothers is still one of those games you can sit any three-year-old or four-year-old down, and they instinctively know how to play it. You right. know, it, it's interesting how iconic the music is throughout the series and it never gets old <laughs> exactly i mean like whenever everybody was buying ringtones <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard the super mario brothers theme song so many times <laughs> just throughout my day 
And it, it doesn't even end there. You know, the Super Mario Brothers 3 had great music, Super Mario World, to the point where it, I feel like the music in, in Mario games, this might be silly, but I feel like they have the same iconic... Uh, sound as a, a Star Wars score. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? you're like, I wonder what they're going to do with the music mm. on this one. <laughs> you know, and it's all kind of based around a central theme. It, right. It, you know, they like the more music they make. Like I think what was Mario three when he was like he had, I forgot who made the music for, it, but it almost sent him into a uh, nervous breakdown from trying to make all right. like different sounds but still make it feel like mario i want to say it was koji kondo who so. did that because i know sounds he, right. i know he did the i'll look it up real quick but i know he did the music for the old zelda games too yeah. right because his idea for the third one was you know we were yeah mario one and two had great soundtracks what are we going to do here and the whole idea behind the soundtrack to the third one was you, like a vacation like you are in the bahamas and you know so it's like uh, you know, yeah. dun, 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 like dun, a lot of calypso yeah, type yeah. stuff it's it, it, it really jaunty yeah and that's where that jauntiness came from yeah like you, you get to super mario world and you've got like the you know the ragtime piano like jaunty yeah. type mm-hmm. stuff and it's just iconic music. and it was koji, uh, koji, koji kondo, kondo who did yeah. that yeah so that was the first, and that's the one thing about uh, uh, talking about Super Mario World. The opening shows, like the curtains opening, closing, and all this kind of stuff. That's the first time we actually were let in on what Shigeru Mario. Oh, I can't. You speak. mean three? Not. Uh, wasn't both of them? Didn't both of them do that? No, just. It eh, doesn't just matter. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea is that they are actors putting on shows for us throughout the entire series. And that's how he explains that here's Bowser kidnapping Princess Peach in one game, but now they're having a go-kart race in the next. So that's that's an interesting thing that, um, that I think, it, with the Smash Brothers also brings another layer into it because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be toys that's being played with. You know, so it's, it gives them such a, a feeling of being utility characters, and they're so likable that it works in, in a lot of genres. Yeah. And that's, I think, the, the huge impact of those particular character designs and the likability and the voiceovers yeah. and the music. It all is like the perfect storm of, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a lot... Uh, a lot of why we still love Mario today as much as we did back in 84. I, I mean, that's why he's just as recognizable as Mickey Mouse these days. Right. Well, and that's, I think, one of his biggest legacies is that no matter how far video games advance with gameplay, graphics, and everything, there will never be another character like yeah. Mario. Like, he will stand the test of time. Oh, like he, Like he already has. And I don't think there will be another like you have your sonics you have even for more modern i would put you know maybe maybe master chief from halo yeah but even still i don't think master chief has that timeless oh no no and he doesn't but here's the interesting thing about that i think that there is there was an arms race for mascot characters Mm -hmm. uh that morio started and he kind of ended too 
because we don't see that anymore. There's not a whole lot of mascot games that are being pushed on us as this is the face of PlayStation. You know, it, we don't do, hear that anymore. They tried that with Crash Bandicoot, but it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we. They sort of tried it with Kratos, though, but I still don't even think. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's like with Kratos and Master Chief, the thing that they lack is that uh, generational yeah. uh, thing. Because you can't have every generation play Halo or. Um, or a God of War game because of how violent they are. Yeah. So it, you, with Morio and you know Sonic, Crash Bandicoot, and Vector Man, yeah. and all these different characters that came about because of Morio, they were all trying to do the same thing. It's you know, come to us, we have the cool character. And yeah. that no one was able to do that except for well, that's Nintendo. All, not only the legacy of Mario, but the legacy of Nintendo as well. Is you can still go back and play these games over and over and over, and they you know never really gets old. I'm right. still I still have all my old consoles, my Super Nintendo. I actually at this moment at my house, Super Mario World is in mm-hmm. the thing because I've been playing it the last few weeks. Right. But you, I, I've been a lifelong gamer. I've been a gamer since I was old enough to hold an Atari joystick. But now, everything is is like a free-to-play model, or you get your game and you have a 50 gig download that you have to wait a day and a half for to be able to play. Then you have 80 updates to do. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, DLC, and you have um, what are the like. Uh, battle passes and all this kind of stuff and and the loot boxes yeah. and subscriptions like I don't want that I just want a cartridge with the game on it I want to put it in the machine and play it that's yeah. what I want B-A-B-A up down left yeah. right <laughs> I sound like an old man but that you know you are I am <laughs> Well, I do want to backtrack to Mario 3 real quick. And I actually have a question for the audience. Do you guys know when or how Mario Brothers 3 was introduced? Yep, absolutely. Right. It's pretty much a 90-minute Nintendo commercial, but I remember watching that because we used to have an old video store back where I originally lived as a kid. And I was the only one who would rent that that movie. Mm -hmm. And eventually they sold it to my mom because I was literally the only one who would get it. I would get it like once a week. And I would watch that movie. It's so funny because like when that movie came out, uh, my uncle worked at a at a, a an independent movie theater, and we went to this theater and they had two movies that we could watch because they were both about to start. Do you want to watch The Little Mermaid or The Wizard? And uh, I said, well, The Wizard, because I saw the commercials. I know what this is. And he goes, oh, I don't know. It's like an hour and a half of them selling you Nintendo products. So, where's the theater? (laughs) It was great. (laughs) And I know, Jason, you and I have had the debate before over which game is better, Mario 3 or Mario World. What what is it that makes you say that Mario 3 is arguably the best Mario game ever made? Well, I love Super Mario World, don't get me wrong, but everything that you like about Super Mario World had its origins in Super Mario 3 because without Super Mario 3 you don't have Super Mario World and the thing is is with Super Mario Bros. 3 is it took everything that you liked about the first game and then the weirdness of the second game and then added like 
worlds and maps and like the overhead view and you know it added in the 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 feather well not the feather but uh the the raccoon leaf. the raccoon leaf and all that kind of and stuff. and the tanuki suit yeah the tanuki suit all and the, the frog suit all that stuff and it's just it's one of the most perfect video games that's ever been made and without it there wouldn't be super mario world so that's why I say yeah. three is better. No, than that, and that's a that's a very fair point. The thing with three is that you look back at it now, and that was and not to knock one and two. And it's difficult, mm-hmm. and it's a long game too. But three was the turning point to me for the Mario franchise because that was like the perfect formula yeah. to then model Mario World and other games after that. I still remember, you know, going back to the Wizard when they unveiled Mario three hearing the overworld theme for uh, Grassland, yeah. I can still play that in my head today because it, yeah. it's just got that such a catchy beat and everything. And Mario 3 has got some of the most iconic music oh, in the yeah. entire franchise. Well, like, you know, being such a Nintendo nerd when I was a kid, like, the, the wizard is still, like, that moment. I can still watch that movie. As cheesy as that movie is, I can still watch it as an adult, and that Super Mario Bros. 3 reveal is still, like, gives me goosebumps and makes me want to go play Super Mario Bros. 3. I don't know where that actor is, the the host. Oh, he probably died of, like, a cocaine overdose <laughs> immediately like, after that movie. The way movie. he did it was just so, like, Super Mario Brothers 3! The and crowd like, goes wild. What? <laughs> like, Give me this game. Yeah. I am one of the three people in the movie theater going, yeah! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Matt, I need money. <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> so, uh, kind of going just quickly through the history of the Mario franchise. You know, you had Mario World for Super Nintendo, which introduced Yoshi, who is one of the most popular Mario characters around. Uh, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I still remember getting the the Super Nintendo for my birthday. And like using Yoshi for the first time just added a whole new dynamic. And then you had the cape, which mm-hmm. was such a pain to do as a kid. Yeah. But like playing as an adult now, I'm like, why did I have so much difficulty yeah. doing this? <laughs> right. And but now in Mario World, and I love Mario 64. I loved Mario Odyssey. I even like you know the Galaxy games, and no one ever really talks about those I love games the anymore. Galaxy games. Yeah. That's really the only reason to own a Wii. I <laughs> Pretty much the Galaxy games. You have not? No, They're somebody great. stole somebody stole my Wii <laughs> yeah. before it came out. It's not my fault. You can go get one pretty cheap these yeah. days. Yeah, true. But there's something about Mario World that to me is what three is to you. Yeah. Like uh, to me it was that generational, you know, defining moment of the Mario franchise. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, and I also say World is a better game because it just it just feels right to me. You know, I, I don't know how to really explain it because I love three. It's just that three just seems so busy to me. Three is perfect. I'm going to, I mean, it, well, it, it I is. I love Super Mario World too, but they, I just find myself going back and playing three more. Right. Well, the only reason that's like that for me is because I still have a copy of three. Yeah. <laughs> and not World. I have multiple copies and one still in the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I can remember, too, is Mario 64, yeah. playing that for the first time. 
because I, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power mm-hmm. back in the day, and I, I loved, still probably my all-time favorite magazine. Every now and then, I would get, and I don't know if you guys remember these, but you would get VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. One was a preview of the N64, because it had Mario 64, Wave Racer, <laughs> and highlights from uh, Pilot Wings. And I just remember seeing Mario in full 3D, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I still remember the first time firing up uh, Super Mario 64, and being in that 3D world was uh-huh. just... like I, At first, I was like, I didn't know if I liked it or not, but then the more you play the game, you realize that Mario was made perfectly for that right. world. Well, and that was something that, you know, we've talked about with the Sonic franchise not transitioning as well to 3D, but yeah, with right. Mario, it was perfect. Yeah, because yeah, with Mario, it was more about exploration and secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sonic, it's about speed. Yeah. Get out of this level as quickly as possible. <laughs> and if you've played any of the 3D Super Mario games, that is not how you play that. Nope. <laughs> and without Mario 64, I don't think we would have a lot of the open world games that we currently have. Yeah. And I, and I include, like, Grand Theft Auto, uh, the uh, honestly anything because Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. any of those 3D games that do it well, uh, all are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and uh, it, it Mario just that's the thing that Nintendo does well. They do something first and then let everybody else copy it. Yeah, <laughs> but Nintendo perfects it. Yeah, right, right out the gate. Like oh that does work yeah. we're just stupid <laughs> we just need to do this like them which was weird I think when the switch <coughs> came out because you have Nintendo who invented the D pad and right. it was a perfect design from the beginning but then you get the switch and it's four buttons mm-hmm. I'm like why you know we've had the D pad oh, the D pad perfected was... it. Why do you change it? Point of order: the D-pad was invented for the uh, for the Game and Watch. So yeah, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you had your hand up. I just want to say on that about the Switch and the D-pad. I was kind of surprised when sort the first, but I found the buttons work just as well. I I think I think the only the biggest reason to have a D-pad I think would be for fluidity of motion. Um, you know, yeah, buttons are fine, but at the same time, it's like whenever you're playing a game like uh, Mario Brothers, it wouldn't. It's not as big of a deal as if it's Street Fighter, for example. You know, because you need that kind of fluid motion. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you can use the buttons; they're fine. But I'm a D-pad kind of guy. Yeah, and that's really just. <laughs> Just me. My that's preference. why. That's why I prefer a pro controller with the the switch, especially when it's really affordable. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I remember when they first came out, they were what like seventy bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? Now I can get a Pikachu one for fifteen at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but that pro controller is as close to a perfect controller as you can get. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a slightly smaller Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Nice. Like it. I still would prefer a uh, uh, GameCube controller. Yep. GameCube was great because it like the buttons you didn't have to hunt them. It's like yeah. here we are, <laughs> press well, us. Well, speaking on GameCube, I will go ahead and say this: Mario Sunshine is one of the most underrated Mario yeah. games ever made. Like I game. think people knock it because it was 
like a limited version of Mario 64 because everything's set in like a tropical island yeah. setting. But I like the story. It introduced Bowser Jr. Yep. I, I re- actually really enjoyed, and I liked the the um, the water aspect of it. I think it, yeah. was it flood that you used. Yeah, um, and it was it was completely like different from any other Mario game because you're using uh, the pump, mm-hmm. the, the water sprayer. So mm-hmm. it was a whole different like mechanic to the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's what throws a lot of people off. Well, it's cool because you can do all the acrobatic jumps and then you can use, I think it's like the rocket mode, and you can essentially yeah. float in air for a good like five seconds. Yeah. So it adds a whole new layer to it that yeah. I really liked. I mean, but, it happened with, you know, Cappy and Mario Odyssey. Yeah, but it's not something they've really done since, though. Yeah. Cappy and Mario Odyssey is a very fascinating mechanic, and I, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I prefer Cappy over the 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 flood. The flood. Yeah, yeah. For, I would for agree with that. For those of you who are not familiar with the more recent Mario Brothers games, Cappy is a sentient hat that Mario throws at his enemies to take control of them, and it is glorious. Uh, the first time you take control of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It oh, it was yes. great. Fantastic. First time you see a Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing a Morio hat. Yeah. Is and he has the little fun. mustache on the end of his, yeah. of his snout. Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the movie? Do we have to? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, for those who haven't listened to our podcast, we did a, a commentary of the live-action Mario movie, and it's by far my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah, it's one of the best episodes we ever did, so if you want to go back and listen to that commentary episode, you will get all of our thoughts on the, the weirdness that is the Mario Brothers movie. Right, and we have a lot of facts that are <laughs> in there as well to tell you how this happened. Uh, why it happened <laughs> yeah it's like because if you've seen the Super Mario Brothers movie you're like well have these people ever been in a room with a Super Mario Brothers game <laughs> and uh, you know for my you know small child brain in 1993 it, it I loved it in 1993 because it's like oh Babom I love Babom He's wearing Reeboks for some reason. <laughs> and it, but now I go back and I watch this movie and I don't understand what I was... Like, legitimately, Jurassic Park came out that same year. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> it was great. Yes, sir? Uh, I was supposed to say the Mario movie. Uh, this is real life deal with all this. If you can get past the fact that it really has nothing to do with the Super Mario Bros. game, it's basically Super Mario Bros. in name only, right. which is difficult to do, admittedly, but if you can get past that, it's not bad. It's not good. I don't know. Well, that's a, not a shining endorsement for a movie. It's <laughs> like, forget everything you know about the movie. About and just, the source material. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just take it out of your head. <laughs> you might like it a little bit. Right. I, I would yeah. agree with that. It's just, it's like, it's totally early 90s. Right. Movie. But it's got that... It's got that nineties. It's not I, even a cheap movie, though. It's it's, <laughs> it's got that nineties gross factor to right. it, and I don't know what we were thinking in the nineties, where everything had to be disgusting and gross. I don't know. The Ninja Turtles movies that look at least look professionally made. Yeah. 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 The, 
yeah, well, yeah, I mean, okay. But, I mean, Jim Henson uh, Studios made the turtles for those movies. So whenever you're looking at the, the, like, for example, whenever Bowser turns into a dinosaur at the end of the movie, that is and looks like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> a bad, like, at the time, they were giving away Beauty and the Beast hand puppets at at uh, Pizza Hut that looked far more like lifelike than this puppet did. And it, it it was so distracting to me. It's like, oh, what are they trying to do here? Even as a child, I was, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get that. So I'm glad that now they have a Mario Brothers movie coming that's going to be uh, CG. And it's going to be made by Universal. So the the people who Illumination's making it, the people who make the Despicable Me and Minions uh, movies, um, those aren't. If you don't like those movies, it's fine. It's a different team. <laughs> it's a different team that's making it. I think it's the same people who did the the Grinch movie, but it's um, it's supposed to be coming in a couple of years. They are also doing the theme park. Uh, mm-hmm. Super land. Nintendo World. Uh, Super Nintendo World. And that's going to be a lot of fun. That's uh, Right now in Japan, they already have it up. You can find videos of like uh, the tower with the clouds moving back and forth. And I'm like, they don't expect us to jump up there, do we? <laughs> uh, but uh, they have some really interesting ideas for the interactivity in the land with the... Uh, question boxes that you can actually punch and you'll get coins there's a little uh, watch looking thing that you wear to to keep score and there's an app and you can actually ride on a Morio cart uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff and that's in Japan here in the US we've got a theme park called Epic Universe that's opening in Orlando it's going to have the, the uh Morio area. Now, uh, this is subject to change because they haven't actually started building it yet, unlike Japan. But uh, they're supposed to have everything in Japan, but they're also supposed to have a Donkey Kong area behind it. So it's going to be really cool. Donkey Kong roller coaster. Yeah. Would be epic. That is literally what's going over there. Fantastic. That would be great. Literally what they have <laughs> over there. And I hope they have lots of bananas for me to collect. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I want to be shot out of a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> that needs to be absolutely how the roller coaster starts. Right. Kind of like the Hulk roller coaster yeah. from uh, shot out Universal. Of a barrel. Yes. Yeah, into the the cart. There's actually. Uh, this I go sounds into this? like OSHA violations all over the place. Look, <laughs> I'm I'm not joking. The way this this coaster is actually made, it's it is, it's a it's a new system where. The, there are going to be sections that look like they're not there, like in the game. So you have to jump to them, and I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for this thing to open. I dig it. I yeah. want to see what it looks like. Yeah, me too. Sorry, I got sidetracked. No, no okay. worries. No, I, I'm 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 super stoked for that yeah. theme park. I mean, the because right. I've been seeing the videos for it, and, I, and and they and we both watched the uh, the trailer for the actual mm-hmm. theme park. And we have a lot of questions about that because the trailer for the actual theme park is in an entirely CGI world. Yeah, so right. I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to show us. Well, but. I'm going to be honest with you. What they showed you was basically what it looks like. Okay. like I've seen aerial photos of it. 
And the only thing is, is that there's no way that you are actually platforming. There is zero percent chance of that happening. <laughs> so I don't know what what exactly is going to be. All I know is that the the, the boxes are going to be there. You're going to be able to get points. You're going to have to collect coins. Uh, you're you're going to be able to to turn them in for power ups and stuff like that in the rides. Um, there's a Yoshi ride apparently where you ride on the back of Yoshi and go through a world turtles it's, and mushrooms trying to murder you the right. whole time you're in the park and the thing is <laughs> all, the the eateries is interesting because the only thing they're going to feed you is mushrooms awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody have any questions or comments about mario Agreed. <laughs> Agreed 100%. Everything you said is the way I felt about it when I was your age. There's a hilarious meme online that shows a screenshot from the Sonic movie. And it says, this is what kids today get. And yeah. then it shows the Goomba yeah. from the Mario movie. This is what we got as kids. And I'm like, that's, that's totally accurate. It really is. Because whenever I first saw the Goombas, I didn't even know that was what it was. Yeah, me neither. You know, it took me multiple viewings to realize who Toad was in the movie. And it, it shouldn't have been that way. I should have been able to know that this is Toad. <laughs> you know? It's, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh <laughs> like and the de-evolution ray is I, I don't understand the concept on a concept level what they were trying to do there because we like me as a person I was born a person so I don't know how I would de-evolve into what I was yeah a monkey <laughs> I have that sound clip. Yes, he does. Monkey. But when we watched that movie for this show, that was the first time I had actually seen the movie. So I was completely bewildered the entire time we were watching this movie. So you were the smart one because I watched the movie fully yeah. and then did it again for the, I the went commentary. In cold. I was like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to know what's going to happen. We watched the movie and I was just, I had lots of questions. <laughs> And no answers. Yeah, no answers. <laughs> Any so other? If, if, oh, go ahead. If they were going to make the Mario movie today, who would you want to be? Be Mario. That's a very good question. Is Captain Lou Albano still alive? No, he is. Not. We haven't even talked about the cartoon. <laughs> no, we didn't. Do the Mario. <laughs> Arms from yes. side to side. <laughs> I, I will say it. I loved the live action skits and the cartoon as a yeah. kid. Like anything Mario. And I remember they would do the Zelda cartoon on Fridays. Excuse me, me, princess. Can we get The Rock to play Mario? <laughs> <laughs> He's Bowser. <laughs> that I could go for. Uh, Seth Rogen. No, I'm kidding. Yes. Beautiful. Love it. <laughs> Cut print. Chris Pratt. Yeah, I like it. No. no. I'm just going through like casting choices in my head right, right. now. I, I honestly I have no idea. Yeah. Kevin James. <laughs> We're there. Okay. We got it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I truly do not know. I mean I would just much rather have uh CGI. And CG is absolutely the way right. to go. Movie. 
and I hope they get Charles Martinet to do the voice. Yeah, yeah that would be great. I mean, why wouldn't you? Former I, Pensacon guest. Yeah, former yeah. Pensacon guest. Yeah. Okay. I, I got it. Me and Derek both got his signature. Can you say again? I couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, can you get closer? Yeah, can you come up so we can you hear can you? Come up. Nice costume, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right, so, what were you saying? So, I know a good person who voices Battlestar. You know, your dragon type of guy, you know, shows like that. Mm hmm. Freaking spikes. Yeah. I think I know a good person. Who? Who's that? Will Arnett. Will Arnett as Bowser would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Sign me up. I want to see this movie now, and I already wanted to. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I like that. Yeah, that's a great choice. Look, all I did was steal this princess. <laughs> Why are you in my castle? As far as Mario, Luigi, I have no idea. I can't even think of anybody. I'm trying to remember who played Luigi in the show. Oh, in the show? Oh, in the show. Yeah, the movie was... Oh, that's unfortunate. It is. Yeah, John Leguizamo was... We'll get him back. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll get him back. It's fine. Yeah. He's Italian, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we got five minutes. Do we want to... Yeah. Do you got any other um, questions or comments? Oh, I'm no, no worries. Going back to the movie, I was going to say, you know, the movie did have, you know, some genuinely funny lines in it. Like, this is this one, me and my dad, we ought to do all the time. Like, that seems like, anything's possible, boy, you just got to believe. Oh, I do believe. I believe the rich is three months overdue. That's what I believe. Right. But if you're going to watch a better Nintendo-themed movie and all you kids that are in here... If you haven't seen The Wizard, ask your mom and dad to rent The Wizard for you. And it's going to be uh, actually a Blu-ray release, what? In I think this week. This, this week? Yeah. This yeah it's, and it's, it's early March, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have... I spent uh, all my money here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of special features on it. And it's getting its first Blu-ray release this week. Nice. And it is fantastic. It's a cheesy movie, but it's great. Right. It shows you what Universal Studios used to look like back in 1989. Yeah. And if you love the power glove, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> it also features a cameo from a very young Tobey Maguire. Yes. That's true. I remember growing up, like I wanted in the worst way to play in the Nintendo World Championships. Oh, me too. I was in uh, the Blockbuster had a tournament uh, a Donkey Kong Country tournament, and I got second place at our location. <laughs> I got a crap ton of Marvel trading cards for, for winning <laughs> that, and I have no idea where they went. <laughs> Not really worth much anyway. No. Like Marvel cards. I thought I was going to be rich back in the day. <laughs> I was like, like I've got to get them all. I have a foil <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> I have a foil Wolverine. I'm going to retire off this thing. <laughs> That's right. Wolverine will always be popular. Yeah. <laughs> so as we start to wrap up, let me ask you guys, what to you is the overall legacy of Mario? You go first. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, the legacy of Mario is going to basically be timelessness. 
You know, Morio is a timeless character. We are not sitting up here talking about the dot in the game adventure. Uh, hmm. We are talking about the very first actual well-rounded character in a video game that we cared about. That would be a fascinating panel, by the way. What, the The dot adventure dot? Adventure? Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a comic about that, the dot in adventure. Yeah. That's great. The artwork would be really, really easy. Really easy. Draw. <laughs> I could do that in an hour. <laughs> um, for me, Mario is, I think, you know, we would not have the, uh, the gaming industry as it is today if, if not for that first Mario game. And because Nintendo single-handedly, after the video game crash in 1983, Nintendo single-handedly brought back the the video gaming market and Mario did that I'm so rating it as a toy yeah exactly they market <laughs> it as a toy and not a video game system and they're still going to be making Mario games long after I'm gone off this planet so as long as I have new Mario games to play until the day I die I'm, I'm happy statistically I'm, it's going to be way after I yeah. die as well yeah. <laughs> for me is kind of a combination of what both of you were saying I think it's a an era that you know stretches back nearly 40 years ago but is still being felt today and right. will be felt 40 50 even 100 years from now mario will never go away and no other video game character and i i love the zelda games i love the sonic games but no other character will have the same impact as yeah. Mario. There's no other game that they could announce that I literally have to be there like day one to get the game. Like when there's a new Mario game out. Like Zelda, you know, it was... Even Metroid, like, you know, those games get announced, I'm excited, but I'm not there day one. Like I didn't even get my my Switch in, Legend, in Breath of the Wild until, you know, six months after the Switch was released. But... You know, when they announce a Mario game, I'm like, I gotta be there to play it like, mm -hmm. day one. And Absolutely. That's, just, that's the Mario legacy for me. Like, that's that's Mario, Super Mario Brothers, my first real video game love. Like, that, mm -hmm. that game, like, made me love video games. Right. I mean, I remember bringing in the new year, uh, the year I got it, and the only thing I did the whole day was play Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And when midnight came and I was still playing Super Mario Brothers, I was like, well, can I keep doing this? Do I have to go to bed now? <laughs> so it's it's just one of those yeah. things that are, I don't think it'll ever go away. And I think that, that it really speaks to its staying power that they're putting him in a theme park because yeah. that is permanent. It's going to be there long after everyone who was alive now is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's that, I think he even has better staying power than Harry Potter, which is the other mm -hmm. big thing that they oh, have yeah. at Universal. So, you know, they're going to rethink Harry Potter to Wizards World before anything. So, love it. Fantastic. Real quick, before we before we get out of here, do you want to plug our stuff? Uh, yeah, if you want to go to uh, uh, nerdcaveretro.com, uh, you can find all of our shows there. We're also at nerdcaveretro on Instagram and Twitter. And you can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And also you can find us individually on um, Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. I am at jfunktastic and at the real big wall. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming out to this thank panel you. and enjoy the rest of Pensacon. Thank yeah. you, guys. Enjoy.
monkey!